This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Welcome back to the Raven Up podcast. It has been a little while since I've last recorded an episode. Got pretty busy last week and wasn't able to get an episode out. But since our last episode, we saw an absolutely thrilling Monday night football win against the Indianapolis Colts. Ravens had a huge comeback. And then this past Sunday, Ravens absolutely demolished the Los Angeles Chargers and we got a lot to talk about. So in our episode this week, we're going to recap those two games, talk about what we've learned after the big wins against the Colts and the Chargers. And then we're also going to preview the upcoming game on Sunday versus the Cincinnati Bengals, who are sitting at 4-2. and two. So this game is pretty much for first place in the AFC North. So you guys know the deal. Make sure you follow us along on Twitter at Raven Up Pod, subscribe wherever you get your podcast episodes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us grow, and let's get into our episode. So to start things out, I know it's been over a week, but how about that Colts game? What an absolutely insane game on Monday Night Football. The Ravens have played in two Monday Night Football games this season, Both of them have gone to overtime, and both of them have just been wild. That was a crazy game that Monday night. At two different points, it was 22-3. to I think it was 25-9 to at one point. I was just ready to go to bed. Those games, they go late, got to get up early the next morning. I was not going to go to bed, but I remember thinking, ah, might as well just go to bed. The Ravens are done. Their offense looked really flat. Their defense was just getting demolished by the Colts. Carson Wentz was making... I mean, he was he was carving up the Ravens' defense. The Colts' offensive line was having their way. Jonathan Taylor was just breaking tackles and running for 70 yards on screen passes for a touchdown. Everything was going so bad for the Ravens. And then, just like that, Lamar and the offense, they got going. The defense did just enough to allow the Ravens to come back and win. So, just absolutely insane performances from Lamar Jackson. Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, both of them, they each went over 100 yards. They had two touchdowns receiving, and it was just an insane game. The Ravens' previous two games versus the Broncos and then going back to the Lions games, you kind of saw this coming. You know, their rushing offense was really starting to slow down. Teams were making the Ravens and Lamar uh, they were making them throw to beat them, and then that kind of just all it all came together for that Monday night game where – when the Ravens, their 100-yard rushing streak, uh, it did snap. But I think it's okay when your quarterback throws for like 440 yards and four touchdowns. So just an insane game. I was more concerned about the Ravens' defense that night. Like the offense got off to a slow start, but I remember tweeting out like, hey, the Mar and the offense, they're going to figure it out. But the defense was just such an uncharacteristic defense, uh, defensive performance from the Ravens and Wink Martindale. They somehow blocked a field goal. They got a couple stops when it mattered, but I just, I, even thinking now, I can't believe the Ravens want, found a way to win that game. Just a crazy game, and just kind of falls in line with the Ravens season up until that point. They were three and one, then now four and one after that game. And week one had a tough overtime loss. Week two, 
bounced back, had a crazy game against the Chiefs, forced a fumble late. Week three, you know, just a 66-yard game-winning field goal. Week four was a nice win over the Broncos, and then we had the week five comeback win versus the Colts. So just like five weeks to start the season, and you've played in some crazy games up until that point. After the Colts game, the Chargers were coming to town. Really good matchup between two 4-1 and one teams. The Chargers had just beaten the Browns. They put up like 47 points. Justin Herbert was red hot coming into the matchup. And yeah, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, they have a bunch of weapons in there. Their offense is one of the top offenses in the NFL. Their rushing defense, on the other hand, was pretty bad coming into the game. So many people had predicted that the Ravens' rushing offense was going to get back on track and uh, have a big game versus the Chargers. And that's pretty much what happened. The Ravens absolutely dominated the game. And I have to say, it was great to be back at M&T, M&T Bank Stadium. So great to be there. was there with a couple of my cousins. Had a great time. First game for me since the Jets Thursday night football game of 2019. So loved being down there. But the Ravens dominated from start to finish. The Chargers got the ball to start the game. The Ravens forced a punt after, I think, one or two first downs. And then the Ravens got the ball, went and marched down the field, took up a bunch of time, scored a touchdown. The Ravens then forced another punt after a three and out. Deshaun Elliott had a nice sack on third down. And then the Ravens went down and scored another touchdown to make it 14-0 very early in the game. And they just never really looked back. So a great performance. Got to give a ton of credit to the Ravens' defense. It's not often, like I said, you see a defensive performance like they had on that Monday night game versus the Colts. And you just had a feeling that Wink Martindale was out for revenge and the Chargers offense. They were going to, unfortunately, be on the wrong end of Wink being just fired up and ready to shut a team down. Got to mention Deshaun Elliott talked about his sack early. He had a awesome interception later in the game where he made a really great play on the ball. And I think him missing two games, the Ravens really missed him against the Colts. That was part of the reason why I think they had such a poor performance. Uh, He just has a really big impact on the Ravens' defense, it seems. Their defense plays with a swagger when he's out there. Deshaun Elliott's very vocal. He's a very physical presence out there. Um, And, yeah, he came back, and the Ravens just – I don't think it's any coincidence that the Ravens played a lot better with him back in the lineup. Someone else we got to talk about is Josh Bynes. He got his first start of the season at middle linebacker that moved Patrick Queen over to the weak side, who Patrick Queen has been struggling. Let's put it out there. He has not been playing very well to start his second season, and the coaching staff made a change. They put Josh Bonds into the starting lineup, moved Patrick Queen to the weak side, where he played a lot last year and played pretty well, and Bonds was very, very good on Sunday. He held up very well in coverage. He was also really aggressive taking on blockers and making plays against the rushing offense of the Chargers. It'll be really interesting to see if he can keep this up to uh, help Patrick Queen kind of take a little bit off his plate. He was playing on the strong side, having to communicate, get everyone in the right position. And Ravens coaches had just talked about him worrying about others and just needed to focus on his own game. So putting the veteran Josh Bynes back in there uh, on the strong side, allowed Patrick Queen to really just focus on his game. And I don't think it's obviously a great development for having your first-round draft pick um, taking on less responsibility. But, hey, 
Patrick Queen is still really young. I still think he can improve and kind of handle that mental aspect of the game better with time. But for now, I'm all for letting Josh Bynes kind of take the reins of the defense, be that captain along with Chuck Clark, and make life easier for Patrick Queen. Because we see how athletic, how fast Patrick Queen is when he's just playing and not thinking. And hopefully we're continuing to see more of that. But like I said, overall, just a great game from the defense against a really, really good offense. Like I said, Justin Herbert has been amazing to start of the year. Austin Eckler is like one of the best running backs, best pass catching and rushing uh, backs out there. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are two really good receivers. And the Ravens shut them down, held them to like 200 uh, plus yards of offense. So a really great game from the defense. Anthony Averett held up really well in coverage. He got torched against the Colts and he bounced back really well against, again, some good receivers. Marlon Humphrey also played really well. For whatever reason, the Chargers decided to target him a couple times on fourth down. I knew the Chargers were really aggressive coming into the game. They had gone for it a bunch on fourth down. I'm fine with being aggressive, but you might not want to throw at the Ravens' best cornerback on a couple of those fourth down plays. That was just really a, uh, a head-stretcher for me. Offensively for the Ravens, this really felt like a 2019 Ravens classic win. They pounded the ball all day long against the Chargers. Like I said, the Chargers' rushing defense was, I believe, last in the NFL coming into the game. So we thought it might be a rushing performance from the Ravens, and that's what we saw. The Ravens didn't need a ton from Lamar Jackson, which, honestly, that's a good thing. You don't want Lamar having to carry the offense like he's been doing every single game. You got to give that guy some time. You can't expect him to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns every single game. And I think it was good for him to kind of just not have to carry the entire team on his back for once. Mark Andrews was pretty consistent. He had a nice day, had a nice touchdown catch. Hollywood Brown chipped in with a few nice plays. And it was great to see Rashad Bateman make his 2021 NFL debut. He had six targets in the game, tied for first, and ended up having four catches. And all four of his catches went for a first down. So I think Lamar said it after the game. The coaches said it. He he looked really solid out there. He had like a veteran presence for a rookie. He didn't seem overwhelmed. And Lamar seemed comfortable throwing him the ball. And, hey, four catches for four first downs. I'll take that, even though I think it was only like 29 yards that he had. He did have one drop that led to an interception, but – not going to get too down on him. I think that'll only fuel him and have him just be more focused come the rest of the season. As I mentioned, it was a great day for the Ravens running the ball. No one put up huge numbers, but all of their running backs were really solid. Latavius Murray continued to feature as that kind of starter and be in the featured role. He had a solid day. Devontae Freeman had a really nice game. We saw him do some nice things against the Colts, and he continued that over uh, this game versus the Chargers. And then even Le'Veon Bell got in on the action and scored his first touchdown. That was nice to see. So the numbers were really even. Devontae Freeman had nine carries for 53 yards. Latavius Murray had nine carries for 44 yards. And then Le'Veon had eight carries for just 18 yards. But like I said, all scored a touchdown. And then when you add in the Mar, he had eight carries for 51 yards. So not often will you have your top rusher have 53 yards and still run for 187 total. So I think that just speaks to the Ravens' current backfield situation of how they're not really having one guy take most of the carries, but both Devontae Freeman and Latavius Murray were averaging like over five yards per carry for the entire game. So the Ravens were just consistently picking up chunk yards every time they rushed the ball. 
not having their quarterback throw too much. And it was also really windy. One thing to note, it was really, really windy. So I don't know if the Ravens just decided to take it easy, not want to throw the ball too deep while they were just picking up yards, rushing the ball. But I don't think we're going to see that for the rest of the season as teams will continue to try to shut the Ravens rushing attack down. I just think the Chargers were, they were just that bad that the Ravens could do pretty much whatever they wanted to do rushing the ball. It'll be interesting to see how the future running back snaps will play out. Latavius Murray did pick up an ankle injury towards the end of the game. I'm recording this podcast Wednesday night, and at this point, it doesn't seem too likely that Latavius Murray will play come Sunday. He did miss practice today. So I think Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell would obviously have the bigger role. I don't see – seems like those guys have the hot hand. Tyson Tyson Williams would probably be active, but I don't see him getting too many touches come Sunday. But the Ravens dominated on Sunday. It was absolutely great to see a just really all-around strong performance from the offense, from the defense, and from special teams. we got to give Devin DuVernay some credit. That guy is returning punts and returning kicks at just a Pro Bowl level. He's looked really great back there. He hasn't taken one to the house yet, but he's been really close a couple different times, and it's coming. He also did a really good job getting the ball on jet sweeps. I think Greg Roman needs to continue to utilize him because, man, he's got some wheels. He is fast, and he can make guys miss in the open field and can easily pick up chunk plays so just got to give Devin DuVernay some credit for putting in work in the offseason and he actually said that he had never really returned punts ever in his career so he came in he's done a really good job got to give that guy some credit great to see the Ravens just dominate again offensively defensively and on special teams let's take a look though at the game coming up on Sunday versus the Bengals the Ravens have a big game coming up on Sunday against the Bengals. They're playing for first place in the AFC North. The Ravens sitting at 5-1, and one, Bengals sitting at 4-2, and two, so first place is up for grabs. The Bengals have looked pretty good to start the season. I think a lot of people thought they would be improved this year, but maybe not quite this good. They have pretty much have beat the teams they were supposed to beat and have lost to the teams that you would expect them to lose to. So we don't really know how good they are at this point, but... They are definitely an improved football team. Jamar Chase has come in and made an instant impact at wide receiver. Him and Joe Burrow have a really good connection, and they've gotten off to a really good start. Their defense has also improved as well, have made some nice free agent acquisitions, and um, have just been playing better as an entire unit. Overall, the Ravens dominated the Bengals last year. Their defense didn't give up a touchdown all year against the Bengals. One of those games they were without Joe Burrow at the end of the season. But Wink Martindale has their number for sure. Lamar Jackson also has their number. He's 5-0 and against the Bengals in his career. And since Zach Taylor became the Bengals head coach, he's been outscored 137-36. to So, yeah, the Ravens have absolutely had the Bengals number the past two seasons. Now, yes, this Bengals team is uh, – they're, they're improved. They're a better team. I don't see the Ravens completely blowing out the Bengals – on Sunday, but hey, crazier things have happened. Wink Martindale definitely got the better of Joe Burrow last year in the one game that Joe Burrow played, made him just look like a rookie quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see how that matchup plays out. I'll be keeping my eyes on Wink and seeing if he's really going to be in his bag, just blitzing the crap out of Joe Burrow. It'll be interesting to see. 
Um, also, the Ravens offense. Are we going to see like the pass-happy Ravens, the rush-happy Ravens? I think we're going to have a mix on Sunday. As I said, the Bengals' uh, defense, they are definitely improved. Their rushing defense is, without a doubt, better than the Chargers. So it's not just going to be the Ravens running the ball all day long come Sunday. I don't expect that at all. And again, the Ravens might be without the Tavius Murray, who has been their kind of feature back to begin the season. So it will be interesting to see how the snaps play out. I think Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell, again, will be the top uh, two backs come Sunday with those guys both heating up uh, in the past few weeks. I also think Rashad Bateman can continue to make an impact. Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, these are some of the best weapons Lamar Jackson has ever had. I can't wait for Sammy Watkins to come back healthy as well. Ravens are probably going to let him just take his time coming back from injury. They have a bye coming up next week, so give him time to come back. But once Sammy comes back and you have, yes, Sammy Watkins, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, those, those are four really good weapons without even mentioning uh, Devin DuVernay, James Prochet, Miles Boykin, Nick Boyle coming back. I'm really excited to see what this offense can do. But, yeah, I think Rashad Bateman, uh, he can make an impact. He looked, again, really comfortable on Sunday. And I think if the Bengals are focused on stopping Hollywood Brown from beating them, if they're stopping uh, Mark Andrews, if they're really bracketing him over the middle, I think Bateman has proven – I mean, it's only been one game, but – I think he has the talent to make the Bengals uh, respect him, or if they're, if again, if they're not respecting him, I think he can beat those guys uh, if they're giving him some one-on-one coverage. So, really excited to see what the Ravens do on offense come Sunday. Defensively, the Ravens do need to do a good job against Jamar Chase, as I said. Uh, Marlon Humphrey was asked about him this week, and he had a really good quote and basically just said. Jamar Chase has made the NFL look really easy, and that's not how most rookies come into the league, making the league look really easy. Marlon Humphrey will likely be on Jamar Chase a good bit. We know Wink Martindale doesn't really shadow too often with Marlon against top receivers, so it wouldn't surprise me to see Anthony Averett on him at times. But yeah, Jamar Chase is a beast. No other way to put it. Has a great mix of size and speed, and he's pretty much had his way every game so far to start this season. So. Ravens are going to need some strong physical play to uh, to make sure that Jamar Chase isn't beating up on them. It'll be really interesting to see that matchup. Patrick Queen also facing some of his former LSU teammates last year in the one matchup that Joe Burrow played in. Patrick Queen had a nice strip sack on his former college teammate. So with Patrick Queen probably playing on the weak side again this week, looking a little bit more comfortable, I'm looking for him to make a couple splash plays perhaps and build on his performance from last week. The Ravens are going to need the defensive front to continue to play pretty well. They've had some strong individual performances from Odafe Away, Calais Campbell, Justin Houston had a sack last week. He's just now half a sack away from 100 on his career. So we're going to need strong games from those guys up front. Uh, Justin Matabike, Brandon Williams as well. If you can make the Bengals one-dimensional, Joe Mixon is a really good running back, but I feel like the Ravens' rushing defense can do a pretty good job of slowing him down. And if the Ravens do that and make the Bengals one-dimensional and force to have Joe Burrow throw the ball 40, 45 times, I think the Ravens will be in really good shape. How often will Wink Martindale blitz Joe Burrow? That's a good question, but if I had to guess, I think the Ravens are going to be coming after Joe for sure. Justin Herbert said after the game on Sunday, he said, man, 
saw a bunch of looks that we had never really seen before on film from the Ravens. I'm hoping that Joe Burrow is saying the same thing and is saying, wow, like Wink Martindale, how is that guy not a head coach? This guy just brought crazy pressures all game long that we had no idea uh, what was coming. It'll be a great game on Sunday. I'm really excited for it. My overall prediction, I'm thinking like Ravens 28, Bengals 17. I think it'll be a pretty close game. I don't think the Ravens are going to run away with it or anything. But let me know what your guys' prediction is, how you guys are feeling to start the season. The Ravens are sitting at 5-1. and one. Had some absolutely crazy games, as I've recapped. It's been a wild season, and you never know when the Ravens' next just absolutely bananas game is going to be because that's just the season they've had so far. So, again, I'm thinking the 28-17 Ravens win would put them at 6-1 and one heading into the bye on a six-game win streak. Who would have thought it? Six-game win streak after that week one loss to the Raiders. And before I sign off, got to say thoughts and prayers to Ronnie Stanley. That guy had an absolutely devastating injury last year. If you if you don't remember, Ronnie Stanley's whole ankle just got shattered by T.J. Watt when he landed on his ankle in that Steelers game. And Ronnie Stanley's a big boy, obviously, an offensive lineman, left tackle, 300-plus pounds. That's a very difficult injury to come back from when your whole ankle, ankle just gets shattered. So Ronnie really gutted it out, played uh, in that week one game. He fought really hard to get back. So just absolutely brutal news hearing that Ronnie Stanley is going to be having another season-ending ankle surgery. But wish him the best. Hope he can get healthy and come back and return next season. So that's going to do it for our episode this week. Be sure to have a great week. Root on the Ravens come Sunday. And tune in next week for another episode of the podcast. Let's go Ravens.